0: Hello, I'm Derek Walker, pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and in this series on the book of Revelation, we're seeing how it gives us a very precise prophecy of future, uh, the future events of the tribulation or the day of the Lord, and it describes the events in chronological order and even gives their timing. We're paying special attention to the timing of these events um, because that gives us a much clearer insight into how it's all how they're all related to each other. We noticed how events on the earth are closely connected to events in heaven. For example, events on earth, if if they're against God, they will call forth judgments from heaven. And judgments initiated from heaven have drastic results then on earth. And so, in this way, at the very start of the tribulation, Christ opens the first six seals in heaven, releasing worldwide birth pains in every realm of the world system throughout the earth. And these continue and intensify until the second coming of Christ when he establishes his kingdom on earth. Then, after those initial uh, birth pains suddenly start with the first six seals, there's an interlude of a few months that we saw that's described in Revelation 7. And that interlude is for a few months until then Christ breaks the seventh seal uh, in Revelation 8. And the seventh seal contains the seven trumpets, which is an intensification of judgment. The purpose of the interlude leading up to the seventh seal is to prepare, anoint and seal the 144,000 um, evangelists. And they will spearhead God's evangelistic outreach In the tribulation alongside the two witnesses who will minister in very dramatic ways uh, at the same time from the temple. Last time we established that the event on earth that calls forth the breaking of the seventh seal in heaven is the Antichrist covenant. Which Israel makes with the Antichrist and that covenant marks the start of the 70th week of Daniel. And that's what we find from Daniel 9.27. Let's just read that. He, that's the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. That's seven years. Well, although it's commonly assumed that this Antichrist covenant marks the start of the tribulation, there's no scriptural basis for this. We've seen that the tribulation will be started on the day of the rapture by Christ opening the first six seals in quick succession. The first seal sees the Antichrist as the rider on the white horse, released to rise to power and to take his place on center stage for the tribulation. And then after an interlude of probably just a few months, he'll be in position to make a deceptive covenant with Israel, which he will break when it suits him. When Israel, God's elect nation, chooses to trust in this false messiah rather than in her true messiah, Jesus, God's response is to break open the seventh seal which contains the seven trumpets. Thus the Antichrist covenant which marks the start of the 70th week and the start of the ministry of the two witnesses takes place sometime after the start of the tribulation and it coincides with the seventh seal and first trumpet. And this is also when the 144,000 start their ministry. It's interesting to note that the key moments of escalating judgment in heaven are connected with the activity of the Antichrist on the earth. For example, the first seal releases the rider on the white horse. That's the Antichrist's rise to power right at the start. The seventh seal, as we've just seen, is made in heaven in response to Antichrist's covenant with Israel on the earth. And we will later see that this seventh trumpet, which is a big escalation, is blown in response to Antichrist's abomination of desolation, desecrating God's temple at mid-tribulation. Well, we're now going to turn our attention to study the trumpet judgments. Revelation chapter 8 and 9 describe the blowing of the first six trumpets during the first half of the tribulation, while the two witnesses are prophesying in the temple. The two witnesses announce these six trumpet judgments in advance and so that they will function as warnings to the world to repent before it's too late. Nobody will be able to say, oh, that was an accident because the two witnesses will declare it in advance and then it will happen later that day. And so all the world will know that God is judging and they will be assigned to the world to repent. That's why when the two witnesses are killed by the Antichrist, The whole world rejoices, because the world will think that these two men are the cause of all their problems, but actually they're just the messengers. We'll see later in Revelation 11 that the seventh trumpet is blown at mid-tribulation on the fourth day after the Antichrist breaks the covenant. He invades Israel, he takes over the the Temple Mount and he kills the two witnesses, because they then lie dead for three and a half days. And uh, they're unburied. And uh, then God resurrects them from the dead. In the, and, uh, and they ascend to heaven before the eyes of the whole world. It says the whole world sees their dead bodies and it, the whole world sees them rise up and go up into heaven. They'll be watching, you see, on TV. And soon after that, soon after the ascension of those... Um, two witnesses on the fourth day after the Antichrist, as I say, has broken the covenant and killed them when he invades the Temple Mount. Uh, Four days later, they ascend into heaven and then immediately after that, the seventh trumpet is blown and that seventh trumpet initiates the Great Tribulation. So we're beginning to see the timetable of these events. Let's go now to see the breaking of the seventh seal at the start of Daniel's 70th week and the blowing of the first seven trumpets. And, the, and the, this happens, as I say, in the first three and a half years. Revelation 8.1, it says, When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And this silence speaks of an ominous anticipation of an escalation in judgment. And this must be related to a key event on the earth, which we've seen is the covenant that Antichrist makes with Israel that initiates the 70th week of Daniel. Then we see that as soon as the seventh seal is opened, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. This tells us that the seventh seal includes all the seven trumpets. It must contain... This seventh seal must contain all the remaining judgments of the tribulation because the governing document, remember, the title deed of the earth is this scroll with seven seals. So everything must be covered under one of these seven seals. Thus the seven trumpets of the seventh seventh seal must release all the remaining judgments that are not included in the first six seals. Then we read, So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. So soon after the seven seals opened, the seven angels, they're ready. Now, unlike the seal judgments, which continue throughout the tribulation, as we said, and get more and more intense towards the end, the trumpets are special one-off judgments. They're of a different nature. They are direct one-off judgments from God, which last for a limited time. It might be days, weeks, months, even years. They last for a limited time until the next trumpet is blown. We see this clearly with the last three trumpets, which are the worst of the seven. They are called the three woes. In uh, chapter 8, verse 13, it says, Woe, 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 thrice (laughs) woe, to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. So the fifth trumpet is also the first woe. And uh, we'll see that's an army of locust-like demons released from the bottomless pit, which torment men for a specific time period of five months. So, for example, the fifth trumpet lasts for five months, for a definite period of time. Revelation 9.12 demonstrates that these trumpets are blown in order, one after the other. And, and this again shows the chronological nature of the account and that's how we're treating it. It says one woe, that's the fifth trumpet, has passed. Still there are two more woes. The sixth and the seventh trumpets, in other words, are coming after these things. So notice one trumpet has its time, it stops, then the next trumpet, then the next trumpet. That's how it works. This also shows that each trumpet only continues for a well-defined period of time. Which is different from the seals, as we said, which once they're open they continue to the end of the tribulation the fifth trumpet lasts 5 months then it's over then soon after the fifth trumpet is over the sixth trumpet is blown and so on and then when, that, when that's over the seventh trumpet is blown that's confirmed in revelation 11:14 it says the second woe that's the sixth trumpet is past behold behold the third woe the seventh trumpet is coming quickly Just as the seals contain judgments of God initiated from heaven, so likewise the trumpets. The first six seals, as we said, saw God remove his hand of grace from the different realms of the world system. But the seventh seal now brings direct judgments from God, bombardments from heaven, released by the blowing of these seven trumpets in succession. The the blowing of the first four trumpets is described in Revelation 8. And these first four result in the destruction of different areas of the earth's ecosystem. The first trumpet destroys a third of all vegetation. It says, the first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burnt up. So the vegetation destroyed, a third of it. The second trumpet results in a meteorite to fall in the sea, turning a third of all the seas to blood, killing a third of all sea life. Revelation says, then the second, notice then the second angel sounded after the first one had done its work. Then the second angel sounded and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea become blood. And the third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Then the third trumpet releases another meteorite that poisons a third of all fresh water. We read, Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters become Wormwood, poisoned. And many men died from the water because it was made bitter. So now we see the waters of the earth are affected, the fresh waters as well as the sea waters. The fourth trumpet then results in a third of all sunlight being lost due to atmospheric contamination, probably from all the dust of these impacts of these meteorites. We read, then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened, a third of the day did not shine, likewise the night. So the only way really to see that is that's an atmospheric effect. The, the atmosphere is covered in the dust. This bombardment of the earth, the sea, and the trees by these first four angelic trumpeters agrees exactly with what we saw in Revelation 7, where we remember that an angel speaks to these uh, first four trumpeter angels and tells them not to blow their trumpet. These are the words. He cried with a loud voice to the four angels, that's the first four trumpeters, to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, do not harm the earth, the sea or the trees. Till we've sealed the servants of our God on their forehead. So here we see that the, that, that is the four angels are the first four trumpeters. And that's exactly was their targets. The sea, the earth and the vegetation, the trees. And, and so they're told not to blow the trumpets yet. Until the 144,000 are sealed. Alright, well, these trumpets are blown in a four plus three pattern. The first four that we've seen, are in Revelation 8, and they bombarded the Earth's ecosystem. But the last three trumpets are even worse, because they are introduced as the three woes. We read, and I looked and I saw an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the Earth, because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. So the fifth trumpet is the first woe, and we read that in Revelation 9. Then the fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star which had fallen from heaven to the earth. In other words, a fallen angel. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace, so the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth. And to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And the fact that, that it's, they, they're called locusts, but the fact that they come out of the bottomless pit means they must be demons. And so this fallen angel is, is permitted to release an army of locust-like demons from the bottomless pit under the earth where they are presently imprisoned. The bottomless pit, in, throughout scripture, the abyss, is God's prison for fallen angels and demons. It's where Satan and his angels will be locked up during the thousand year reign of Christ in Revelation 20. So one reason why the fifth and sixth trumpet in particular are called woes and are worse than the first four trumpets is that these release demonic powers to, which attack and torment men directly rather than just attacking their environment which was the first four trumpets. Let's read on and see what, about, these, uh, about these locusts. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree. Not the environment. But only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days men will seek death and not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. So these demons had the power to torment but not to kill. And they only had power for five months. And that shows that each trumpet judgment only lasts for a certain period of time. In this case five months. And then they stop and then the next trumpet is blown. These demons are not allowed to harm believers because they are sealed and protected by God. But their tormenting of unbelievers actually reminds us of Revelation 11.10 where the world blames the two witnesses, if you remember, for tormenting those who dwell on the earth. Well, one of the torments is this demonic invasion. but the, It is the two witnesses that announce this fifth trumpet that releases these tormenting demons. Well, then the next verses describe what these locust-like demons look like. And then, the verse verse 10 describes their power to torment men. Again it says, they had tails like scorpions. There were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And they had as a king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. This name means destroyer. And that's the ruling angel over this demonic army. Then Revelation says, one woe is past." That's the fifth trumpet is passed. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. So again, this verse confirms that the book of Revelation is written in chronological order and that the trumpets last for a specific time and then they stop. And then the next trumpet is blown. And so immediately after the fifth trumpet, the first woe is over, the sixth trumpet is blown, releasing the second woe. So let's go to the sixth trumpet now. Then the six angels sounded. And I heard a voice from the four corners of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the, tr- the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. These are fallen angels again. So the four angels who have been prepared for the hour, day, month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Now a number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million, I heard the number of them. So this sixth trumpet releases four fallen angels of incredible power. And they lead another demonic army that is 200 million strong. And they are permitted to kill a third of mankind. This is billions of people. This is far worse than any previous judgment. If you remember, a quarter of mankind died under the fourth seal. And now we listen to a third being killed under the sixth trumpet of the seventh seal. So just, just these two, where we're given numbers, means that at least a half of the world's population will die at this time in these few years. You know, we're not talking just about millions dying, but we're talking about billions dying. This time of the tribulation will be well beyond the worst that the world has ever seen. Revelation then goes on to describe this demonic army and and how they kill a third of mankind. That's in verse 17 to 19. This time of this second woe or the sixth trumpet, it finishes at mid-tribulation when the two witnesses rise from the dead and ascend into heaven. And a great earthquake hits Jerusalem. We read that in... Revelation 11, verse 12 to 14. It says, They ascended into heaven with a cloud, and their enemies saw them. At the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city, Jerusalem, fell. In the earthquake 7,000 people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. So people are getting saved. The second woe, that's the sixth trumpet, is past. Behold, the third woe, that's the seventh trumpet, is coming quickly. So again, notice how it works, that this sixth trumpet takes us up to the ascension of those into heaven of the two witnesses. And once they've ascended into heaven and there's this earthquake, that's the end of the sixth trumpet. And then it says the seventh trumpet will happen quickly. And then immediately it does. It's blown immediately because the very next verse, verse 15, says, then the seventh angel sounded. So... We know the timing of the seventh trumpet. It's when those, at mid-tribulation, when the two witnesses ascend. According to the escalating pattern of revelation, this climactic seventh trumpet that we'll look at more next time, this third woe, should be the worst of them all. And we will see that indeed that is the case because it blows throughout the great tribulation and it includes all the seven bowls of wrath so it initiates the great tribulation and it releases all the remaining judgments of the great tribulation leading up to the climax of the second coming. Revelation 9 closes with two verses which reveal that one of the main purposes of these increasingly severe judgments is to encourage men to repent of their sins and turn to God while there is still time so that they do not suffer everlasting punishment in hell. However, sadly... Many do not do so, despite all of these warnings. Let's read that. The rest of mankind, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone and wood, which could neither see, hear nor walk. And they didn't repent of their murders or or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. The urgent need For men to repent in the first half of the tribulation while they still can is brought into sharp focus when we realize that the mark of the beast is about to come into operation at mid-tribulation when the Antichrist rises to world power. And if a man takes the mark, he'll then be destined for hell. Men who do this will pass the point of no return with no hope of then repenting unto salvation. So if they don't repent now, this is the urgency of it. If they don't repent now, that's why there's this warning going forth. If they don't repent now, they're bound to bow to the massive pressure that will shortly come upon them to take the mark. Only true believers will have the courage to refuse the mark and face that certain death of martyrdom. Because they'll have the courage, because they will know that they'll immediately go into the presence of God in heaven. We can read about that. Actually, in Revelation 14, it says, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out in full strength into the cup of his indignation. He will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascends for ever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. And that comes in, as I say, at mid-tribulation. That's why it's called the Great Tribulation. One reason. Studying the book of Revelation, you see, reveals both the goodness and the severity of God. The severity of God means the cutting off of God. In other words, he's very long-suffering, but there will come a time when time is up. And if you haven't turned to God in that time, it'll be too late. He wants all men to be saved. And he gives us every opportunity to turn to him and receive his forgiveness. But the time, of every opportun- uh, sorry, the time of opportunity for every person will come to an end. And God will judge them if they're still in their sins. Because they've rejected Christ and that means everlasting hell. For many it will be at their death. And again you don't know when you'll die. And then for those in the tribulation, of course, it's especially pressing in upon them. Turn to God now before it's too late. The revelation of God's character and actions at the end of time in the book of Revelation should create awe in the heart of believers and a desire to serve God more, knowing that he is the sovereign judge and king who will judge the earth and he will establish his kingdom over all and he will judge us for our works and reward us accordingly. The book of Revelation should also create fear of coming judgment in the heart of unbelievers so that they run to the Lord Jesus Christ to be forgiven and saved because he loves them so much that he died for them for their eternal salvation. So knowing the book of Revelation should also stir us, us up to preach the gospel as never before because the time is short and the end of the age is at hand. Well, I trust that you've been enjoying our series on the book of Revelation. And I just wanted to make you aware that I've also taught all the way through the book of Revelation as a CD series. And here we have three CD boxes with seven or eight CDs in each of them and it takes you all the way through the book of Revelation. So if you want some further study on that, this wonderful book. I recommend these CDs. Each each CD box is twenty pounds, but if you get them all together, you can get a discount. All three of them for uh, for fifty pounds or twenty pounds each. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services, which are every Sunday at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford ox x 37 qh You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086